Welcome back, Intimates. I'm excited to find you experts to talk about love, connection, non-monogamy, polyamory, relationship anarchy, group sex, kink, commitment, and lots of other intimacy and relationship topics. Let's live our best lives together by unlearning stigma and getting clear on what we really want. Don't know what to ask for? I have loads of ideas for you. Of course, none of this would be possible without the support of my amazing Patreon supporters or my current hosts, the Musqueam First Nation on whose unceded lands this podcast was made and this human was born. If you want to support more intimate interactions, you can say thank you by supporting us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Patreon supporters also get every episode of the podcast ad-free with short intros and outros. I know funds are not an option for some of you lovely humans, but don't fret, there are other ways you can help out. You can help make more intimate interactions by just telling someone you listen to this podcast. Or if you're feeling especially generous, you can share a link to an episode you like and discuss it with a friend or partner, or even leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting site. Help other humans interested in more intimacy and better relationships find us. If you have your own podcast, shout us out. Need a podcast guest? Email offers to podcast at victorsalmon.com. I love talking about relationships and intimacy, and I love cross-promotion and working with other podcasters. Okay, let's hear about today's episode. Hello, Intimates. Wicked is back today to talk about sexual scripting, relationship anarchy, butt sex, and friends with benefits. We talk about people not being need fulfillment machines, how damaging social scripting can be, and how liberating and healing writing our own social scripts is. <laughs> Future you is going to be so displeased with current you. <laughs> Lime and black pepper chips. Oh, I gotta, I gotta try one of those then. I gotta try one of those. I tried to resist. I'm a corrupting influence on oh people. God. Those are so good. <laughs> so. Are relationships you just like friendship plus sex? Oh, fuck. This is... (laughs) Starting off with a hard hitter. Let's go. I love how we're not even on script at this point. I'm like, let's talk about relationships and intimacy. And you're like, oh, my heart's done. Also, welcome to the audience to another session of Intimate Interaction. Clearly, the (laughs) fucks given have dropped significantly based on the fact that I'm eating potato chips and that I didn't even intro the session. So you're fucking welcome. Enjoy. (laughs) This is where we're at in the day, okay, everyone? <laughs> also, serious thank you to my Patreons. <laughs> thank you for supporting me. Please continue to do so. And thank you for having me on the show, Victor. Wow. All right, so relationships. Um, this is something I'm currently, like, really working through and, like, what I define a relationship as a relationship. Um, I have a lot of, like, casual relationships. Like, I am seeing someone this evening who... We've been seeing each other off and on for two and a half years. Um, but, like, there's lots of reasons that I, I'm going to air quote this super hard, that a legitimate relationship wouldn't work out. And by that, I mean, like, kind of a long-term partner, someone you live with or whatever. If you want to hop on the relationship escalator, you hop on the relationship escalator with that person. Um, that's not the kind of dynamic we have. And there's a few, like, fundamental incompatibilities in our lives that it wouldn't work out, but he's still a person I enjoy being around. He's a person I enjoy talking to. He's a really good fuck. So like, those are things that like, mm. you, you know, <laughs> I, I enjoy about this person. Um, well, also recognizing that like, you know, we'll date other people. And when we're dating that person, we're both more mono leaning. 
right? Then so we'll okay. stop seeing each other, and then right. that'll break up, and then we'll start hooking up again, kind of thing. But we stay friends throughout all of it. Like we'll That's still great. talk and be palsy, and yeah. you know, chat about our relationships and stuff. So it's like, how do people want to define that? How do we define that? We're a bit like, Meh, it's a thing. It sure is a thing. Um, he actually said the other day, this is going to get a little graphic for a second, but sure. he's like, he's like, I actually evaluate whether or not I want to start seeing someone seriously if I'm willing to give up watching you choke down my dick. Hot. <laughs> and I was like, that's the most romantic thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> that is actually a really sweet romantic thing. <laughs> but it was, it was, we were very much joking with each other, but it was, um, so that's, it's kind of similar that I'm like, this is, this is a standard for my like fuck buddy. Like you need to be better than this. And this is pretty fucking good. So yep. well, <laughs> are you, aren't you? Probably not high standards. Sorry. No, um, I totally get it. Yeah. I have had, um, I've had friends like that before. Mm-hmm. I tend to think of them more as comet partners. Yeah. Um, Cause they like come and go in and out of your life. I like that term too. Like I have some long distance people that I call them comets cause I see them once every few years. Right. But we still like chat online or whatever and then just fuck it out when we're in the same place at the same time. Hot. Yeah. So it's kind of like, and lately I've been thinking a lot about like, um, why should I stop seeing this person when I'm seeing, when I start like right. dating someone else? Which I know you're like super poly and super, um, but I'm like, like, do go on. Because <laughs> um, you can like be in love with someone and have yeah. really intense, intimate monogamous sex. And then like every month or a few months, you just yeah. hook up with your friend. Because exactly. Because as long as everyone's informed and consenting. Absolutely. And um, but I, I think find it enriches your friendship like I to have it... sex with your friends. It does it, Victor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You made very intense eye contact as you said that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, big, Kill big me to you. now. <laughs> so cute. Um, what was I trying to say? I'm uh, super embarrassed. Uh, oh, <laughs> Victor. <laughs> See, and you're doing that thing though, where you're embarrassed, so you think everything's terrible and that you're an idiot, which you're not. Oh, actually, I wasn't thinking you I was an idiot. No, really? Because we were I doing I was just that. feeling all small and, like, pointing wah, wah, two middle, wah, wah, two wah, wah, index fingers together and, like, not making eye contact and, and now being, you're like, like I won't blushy. Even, I won't even look at you. It's fine. Yeah. Just, um, like, blushing a lot and being like, oh, no, I have been found out. Oh, wait. She always knew. I always knew because you literally told me. I literally have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Do we want to offer context to the audience? Oh, sure. Um, well, Victor, Victor and I have been friends for a long time and we've played together in a kink sense for sure um and he's definitely told me that like if i ever wanted to fuck that we could fuck and i think that that's i have i i love the way we had that conversation because totally. i felt free to be like you know what i'm not interested in that right now and we're still friends like, 100%. like i feel like people get so awkward about announcing their desires because they think that that's going to change like your friendship or whatever or that it's a rejection of yourself like yeah. i didn't take that as you rejecting me at all no. i took that as you being like here's what i actually want which is not fucking you and yeah. i'm like yeah legit sick you're like nice you're so. like want what you want and if yeah. what you want isn't sex with me then we aren't having sex and that's fine and that's like fine. it doesn't change that i care about you like yeah. as a person yeah yeah exactly i so, don't know so i think that's super important but <sighs> i i think about uh, um, like my relationship with monogamy is like mm-hmm. is that because the people I've been like feelsy for were trauma bonds so they were like so much more intense that everything else felt like stupid and, and lackluster so I was like why the fuck would I go fuck someone else if I could have this like amazing toxic sex with this person <laughs> why would I do so I'm like I'm like I'm just very curious as to like my evolution 
I've always been more like monogamish too, because I mm-hmm. think if you're both fucking the same person at the same time, it hardly counts as cheating. Like, let's be real. Um, totally. <laughs> and and I do like group act group activities. I play well with others. Um, and I think that I like sharing that with my romantical partners too. Um, DP. DP. I've never done one. It's a sad time for me. You do know this is fixable, right? <laughs> I have a feeling that this is something I could be have remedied fairly easily. But anyway, I haven't yet. Now it's my turn to feel awkward. You just need to elect two people that you would like to do DP with. I know. And as a femme <laughs> who is who runs in queer circles, finding non, you know, hyper masculine, mm-hmm. homo terrified het boys to go to town on you, <laughs> not hard. Thanks, Victor. <laughs> no, it's my turn to not make any eye contact and feel like well. Anyway. That's mm-hmm, funny. Mm-hmm. But anyway, aside, that aside, <laughs> DP, DP aside, aside. <laughs> um, I am very curious, like, moving forward um, as I start to hopefully develop healthier relationships, if I'll be more open to more open dynamics and what that might look like for me. I've always said, um, you know, as, as much as I've previously been like, I'm monogamous, like, this is my life. And I do think I will only have one romantic relationship at a time. I don't know how people get feels for multiple people. It seems so stressful to me. Um, What's stressful about it? Um, because I'm emotionally constipated. And <laughs> I've had a partner say that to me before. Oh, have you? She literally was like, I think I'm as emotionally constipated as a cis dude. Oh, yikes. Yeah, I definitely... Um, stole that from a reference to cis men but um <laughs> i just i uh again it, it comes back to my all or nothing personality mm. like that definitely factors into it a lot where it's like if i'm gonna be like romantical with someone like i'm gonna be like you'll get a hundred percent of the romantical and i'm totally on board with like no one person can be everything to everyone like that makes sense and i feel like you benefit from having multiple um, relationships that don't have to be sexual, like people, please have friends. I'm like, please have friends, please have hobbies, please have people in your life who aren't me. Cause I've definitely had partners like cancel all their friends and like only want to hang out with me ever. And I'm like, bitch, I got my own life. Like overwhelming. Yeah. Like, please, please keep hanging out with your friends. Like, yeah, that's, that's weird. Yeah. Right. But, but like, so like universally like accepted, <laughs> it's like, this is fine. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that evolves and changes for me, if that evolves and changes for me. Like again, I'm open. I'm very flexible. I'm open to. I um, bet you are. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. It was, a, it was a cheap shot, but it was an easy. It one. was a, like low hanging fruit, but that's fine. <laughs> um, I I'm open to like navigating that with someone, and and maybe it'll be like you know what? Actually, I still like really only want to be mono for the most part and that that's fine but I have been like questioning I'm like why would I I'm like I have awesome sex and I've been hanging out with this one person for two and a half years like why do we stop seeing each other when one of us is dating yeah someone else right like and I think that's other than it's socially easier yeah and it's socially easier and I think definitely when you are like I can see like trying to develop a romantical connection with someone new and that other relationship being super intimidating because they hear like how long it's been and like sure and and but I'm like you don't understand like I am not in love with this person like I never will be like never have been um but we're which, begs, which begs the question what what is love exactly baby don't hurt me what is love love is trauma bonding what are you talking about <laughs> um, um no but like it, it, 
but there's like fundamental incompatibilities that, you know, if I had to hang out with him more than once every couple weeks, it right. would probably be like a bad time. <laughs> we would probably argue about about some stuff a lot, right? Like, mm-hmm. but so a little bit of that distance really works for us, right? But so probably it probably helps you feel safe knowing that you could never have a relationship with him. Absolutely, and and it also helps like, like. I don't want to say I put people in boxes, but that's exactly what this is going to sound like. Like in terms of my relationship with people, like if I start hooking up with someone and we're like, this is a friends with benefits situation, that's all it's ever going to be. I don't hop on the escalator with people. I'm not like, sure. I'm not like, well, why aren't we engaged yet? Cause we've been seeing each other for two and a half years because that would be like horrifying. I never want to marry this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it totally, is person specific. And while I do leave room for things to develop and change, they very rarely have. Like I have mm-hmm. one instance in my history where I caught feelings for like a friend with benefits. Situation. Caught feelings. Caught for... feelings. I caught the feels. And then we just like, I just told him and then we just stopped seeing each other. That's so sad. Stopped having sex because like he didn't want, well, he didn't want a relationship with me, which is fine. So can't you just continue being friends with benefits? Well, I was, we could, but I was getting like up in my feelings about it and he was not. Right. So like if oh, okay. we kept hooking up, that was going to be like harmful for me. Oh, I see. Right. So I was, I was the one who was like, we need to stop like seeing each other. Like, kind of thing if if you don't want a relationship because i mean I'm, i was definitely like ah like <laughs> and he was like thanks no thanks which is fine um but yeah but i was like because of that i mean, you need to stop hooking up so but that's only happened once for the most part it's like i've had friends with benefits like last for you know six months to two and a half years as usual it just sounds like it insulates you from having to deal with like the emotional ramifications of being in an intimate relationship (laughs) don't psychoanalyze me victor (laughs) get the fuck out of here (laughs) no um i know like that that is something i've considered for sure um i've also considered that i'm probably somewhere on the aromantic scale like Mm, i don't mm. fall in love with people very easily and i can honor someone's feelings and share space with them and enjoy them um, without like being in what my current definition of love is with them. Sure. Right. And also like, there's a lot of things that, I mean, I don't want to say make me difficult to date. That's not what I mean, but it's like, I don't want kids. Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing for a lot of people. Like, so I could either not fuck anyone who wants kids, which is a lot of people, or I can, Mm -hmm. and realize that that's not a viable, like long-term relationship because like, that's a huge life thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's stuff like that, 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 you know, I'm like, well, I still enjoy this person. There's some fundamental incompatibilities, uh, but we can like have a good time. And, and I can realize that that's not going to be a like romantical situation. Mm-hmm. So I've been finding my sex drive, like waning a little bit mm. as I get older. And maybe it's just cause I'm really sexually satisfied right now with where I, I am in my say, life, you're which having, is fucking awesome. You're having a good time right now. Like I am definitely up. having a good time yeah. right now. Um, but it's, it's almost like the nice thing about feeling very sexually satisfied is I still have needs for like closeness, connection, community, companionship, like the, Mm. all the C words. I was going to say, that's a lot of alliteration right there. Um, but yeah, like the types of, um, connection needs that used to, used to show up in my life as a strong desire to have sex with people. Mm. So the, the people that I was like strongest friends with, I was like, yes, let's do all the things. Let me sexually satisfy you. Let me do all these things that, that, um, 
that resonate for you is like, mm-hmm. oh, these are things I want. I'm getting my needs met. And I'm like, yes, let me meet needs. I want to like come over and cook. I want to do these things that make your life easier mm-hmm. um, as a way of expressing caring. Yeah. Um, almost as service as a love language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't exclusive of sex. Like yeah. sex for me was part of service as a love language, which yeah. is really interesting. And super horny. Like, I, yeah, yeah. Well, totally. Throw down with that. That's hot. Um, but um, what was I going to say? Something about... And, but there's, like, different expressions of love. Like, there, I, I have friends who I love. Like, and I will, like, go to bat for them. I'll back them up. I'll, you know, all this stuff with them all the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't fuck them. So mm-hmm. it's like, how are we defining a romantic relationship, right? right? Like, right, that's, right, like, right. this whole conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't, uh, the short answer is, I don't know. I don't know how I define a romantic relationship. I know when I feel like I'm in love with someone, I have in hindsight now looked back, especially with some new knowledge I've kind of gained in the past six to 12 months and been like, those were trauma bonds. So how do I get like those feelings mm. without it being like horrifically unhealthy? Right. Which is like, I don't have an answer for that. Cause I also haven't caught feelings for anyone recently. I typically think about feelings like that as, like, new relationship energy. Yeah, exactly. Because typically it's the kind of, like, oh, I have feelings for this person, but I'm, like, unsure if they're really feelings. Mm. But there's a lot of that, like, excitement. And, like, you really just want to go to town on each other's bodies and spend lots of time with them. and But not too much time because you don't want to scare them away. And, like, there's all these, like, weird normative rules. Fucking rules. I know. It's, like, you can't tell someone that you care about them. Right. Because... Because, like, oh, God, you can't, like, act like you're interested in someone you're interested in or else it's going to be I mean, be I just, I do all those things anyways. And then so the people I. for whom it's a problem will just fuck off and that's fine. Yeah, exactly. But I would much rather be my authentic, authentic self and, yeah. like, live yeah. my truth and be like, yep, no, I really care about this person. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm cautious not to use the word love because people take from that so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll tell people I care about them. That yeah, they matter to me sure. that they're important or special or, like, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. what makes them important or special. Mm-hmm. Because, like... I think a lot of people have this really romantic idea that we should find people important or special just because. Mm. Um, and I think that's somewhat bullshit. I think love, There's... all love is conditional. Definitely. There's no such thing as unconditional love. Definitely. And I think if you think it's unconditional, then... You are going to be sorely disappointed. Well, you may just have not looked hard enough, in my opinion. Mm, sure. But, I mean, I'm not the be-all expert of love. People are going to have different opinions about this, and that's fine. <laughs> Um, what do you mean, Victor? I thought you knew everything. Right. <laughs> um, no, you're thinking of the other cis man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not cis, but. Uh, yeah. But I was AMAB, so I guess I should have said you're thinking of other AMABs. But yeah, yeah. You have mistaken me for someone else. Someone else. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think how a relationship is defined depends on the two or three or however many people who are in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like that's how. That's how you decide what it is. Like, because like, you, can't, you can't be like, this specific feeling that everyone is universally going to feel the same right. is what love is. Like, that's not... Right. <laughs> you can't crawl inside someone else's brain and tell them what that is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's... Um, I don't know. It's been a bit of a... bit of a, like... A struggle's the wrong word, but just, like, a question that's been bouncing around in my head recently mm-hmm. of, like, how do, how do I define love? How do I define relationships? Well, what do you want to experience? What do I want to experience? Exactly. Yeah. Like, what, what kind of connection do I want with people? I, I'm not convinced I ever want to live with someone. Like, you sure. know? I'm like, I really love having my alone time and my alone space. Like, <laughs> like, that love doesn't need to be defined. Yeah, that love does not need... 
I like to jerk it. So, um, you know. <laughs> Mama likes her wank time. Uh, Mama great. loves her satisfier. Like, that's. Oh, oh, the satisfier is a great toy. I don't even have a clitoris, and I like. I have never had an orgasm like that in my life. I have done amazing things to people with I that can toy. It is so good. It's so good. It Mine's like, a penguin. It looks like a penguin. Oh, you have the um, yeah. There's the uh, there's the Satisfier Pro that looks like penguin. a penguin. It's very cute, and I love it. The Satisfier Two Pro Next Gen. They're honestly their product line is so confusing. The Satisfier Two Pro Next Gen is a fantastic toy. Mm-hmm. Um, was not paid to say this. <laughs> we should ask for money. We like Satisfier. We should. The Satisfier pay us money. Um, but if you haven't used. Whatever. If the cat wants to drink out of my old teacup, he may do so. I spoil this cat. Seriously, I'm the worst cat parent sometimes. Anyway. No, you may not have chips. Bad cat. I, it's like, um, my chips. You. But yeah, Satisfier. Great toy. Satisfier, great toy. If you have a clit, get on that shit because it's fucking great. And it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. I've definitely had people be like, oh, this was way oversold to me. Oh, um, right. Who don't really get off from it. But yeah. it's... It is a suck blow motion, not a vibrate back and forth motion. Yeah. However, um, the Satisfier 3 has a vibe button where you can use regular Satisfier mode and then you can also turn on a vibe. I find that the Satisfier also doesn't um, desensitize me the mm. way vibrators do. Um, like, And I feel like people way oversell desensitization as like some horrible, like terrible thing. But for me, it like, lasts like maybe 24 hours <laughs> that mm. I'm like... And it's usually, like, when I'm combining things with, like, other forms of sex um, that I'm like, yep, I'm I'm orgasmed out. Like, I just, like, nothing. We can keep fucking, but, like, we're not going to get, we're not going to get there again because, like, this clit is, like, mm-hmm. over it for now, right? This and clit is not here for it. This clit is not here for it. It's um, playing video games now. Yeah. It is having a nap. That's what's going on. Um <laughs> and uh kitty needs her beauty sleep and uh sorry i'm playing with the cat and trying to talk at the same time um and the satisfier just doesn't do that to me so that's for like, for the cool audience's clarification we mean sebastian yeah cat. like not not my vagina so... <laughs> <laughs> as much uh, as i think victor would like that but, i mean yeah. i would be i would be mostly agnostic to it if i'm not playing with it it's like cool it can be out like, it cannot be out it doesn't really affect my life Perfect. There you go. <laughs> Just I ambivalent. Mean, well, I don't fetishize nudity. Yeah. Yeah. Fair and like, I've seen you naked. <laughs> this, is, this is true. You have we've, seen me naked. We've yeah. been in the same dungeon doing all the things. Yeah. Um. So we've seen each other naked before. So it's like, yeah, okay. It, it wouldn't really, like, weird me out because no. it's nothing new. Other than just having someone in a podcast take off their clothes and start masturbating. Right. Which, which, which be would be a little contextually odd. It would be contextually odd. But if you could keep answering questions, <laughs> I would be more impressed and yeah. intrigued than, like, weirded out. That feels like it should be a podcast, interviewing people while they're masturbating. I would do that. Like that, like that um, they did a thing where they had actresses read from excerpts from their favorite novels while they were getting Hitachi under the table. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. That was amazing. I would like that something like that, but also like answering questions would be that'd be fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, that's an aside. But that's the next terms week of, on Victor's podcast. In terms of answering questions, you're making this sound like a visit to the aquarium. <laughs> no. Sorry, I always bring up that scene whenever I'm with you because it's such a memorable, enjoyable scene for me. It was so terrible. Uh, for context, Victor was beating the shit out of me and punching me a whole bunch and doing horrible body work kind of things to me. Yay! While asking questions about the aquarium and about sea animals. 
uh, which I felt going into that scene that I was fairly well versed on and swiftly learned that I was not. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Especially about the color cyan, which I didn't actually even know was a color. I was trying to ask Wicked a question about about cyanobacteria and its oxygen generation, like how much oxygen generation yeah, it does. Basically, he went into fucking microbiology, and I was like, thanks, Victor. This is great. Set me up to fail, which yep. is kind of the point. That was also. kind of the point, but yeah. <laughs> um, and also, um, narwhals. Yes, narwhals. And having um, their tusks or teeth. Yes, exactly. So, like... Those sorts of things, yeah. um, asking those sorts of questions. And... and if I got them wrong, I got beat a whole bunch, which was yeah. hilarious and terrible. So like every time every time he sees me, he brings that up, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. Trip to the aquarium. We also went to the zoo once, which is the oh, same kind of idea. Oh, we did go to the zoo. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. The aquarium was the original, though. That was the, the aquarium was the original. Yeah. Yes. I had just finished watching Blue Planet, so I was like loaded <laughs> with all of these like random factoids that I was yeah. like fascinated with and wanted to share. Yeah. So it was like the perfect outlet. Such nerds. You know when you like torture your friend by being like, I just saw this documentary, and your friend's like, Ah, here we go. All right, fine. You get ten minutes of this, and then like I'm not listening to you anymore. Yeah. In a scene, you can just torture people, and you're allowed to torture people. Yeah. No one, and if you negotiate it, why not torture them with fun. data? Fuck. It was, it was really funny. Although that's kind of like our trip to Mars. <clears throat> yeah, Mars was also a bad time. That was, that was a special bad time because I'm so passionate about You're Mars. You're such a nerd about Mars. I'm such a nerd about Mars. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's how Victor and I play. And then I'll mm -hmm. like just ruin his life now. Totally. Then, which is totally. great. And I don't yeah. need an excuse like going to the <laughs> aquarium. I'm just like, I'm horrifically sadistic and also getting you back. Why are we not playing? We should I, play yeah, more. I know we should. We should I know. More. I had that thought actually at West Coast Band. I was like, I haven't played with Victor in a million years. Yeah. So, but. Um, well, you're going to lunch anyways. I, yeah, um, and I have yeah. to meet someone for a business no, meeting. No, today is like, Today won't work. Won't work but but we, um, we should... We should. Do you think it's possible before you leave town? No. Oh, cute, cute. Yeah. That's okay. We'll we'll arrange it for the next time you're in town. Something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fine. For sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so we're talking about relationships, relationship anarchy. You identify as a monogamous, monogamish relationship Monogamish relationship anarchist. It's kind of like a a label that I mm -hmm. identify with um, because... I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way to do a relationship. Mm -hmm. I really hate the idea of the relationship escalator, um, which a lot of mono people, like, that's what they do is they ride the relationship escalator. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so I also can fuck people without falling in love with them, which apparently is strange if you're monogamous is something that has been brought to my attention. Is, is it strange? I don't I know. I feel like I know a lot of people that say that. Yeah. I think it's really just a question of like, I don't know. And I mean, anyone can identify as whatever, including a romantic. Um, I don't know if not falling in love just when you have sex with people makes you a romantic. No, but I don't know. And that's the it's thing. Up to like, you. I don't I mean, know. It's just something I would point out. It's like, am I on the A-Row scale? Because I, I mean, probably. Don't, I don't like, I don't fall in love with people very easily at all. And mm. when I see people who go from like one like romantic relationship that ends even if it like lasted like five years and then a month later they're in like another romantic relationship. I'm like, that's bananas to me. How do you find two people that close together that you catch feelings for? <laughs> so. I think it's easier to catch feelings if people are meeting a lot of your sexual needs. Sure. Yeah. And I think that's why people associate the two of them. Yeah. And I think when you have any kind of fetish or different or alternative sexuality, That's it is going to be harder thing. to fall in love with people yeah, because yeah. you won't be able to find people who do what you want to do. Yeah. My current partner does 
pretty much all the things that I like doing. Um, and doesn't do them for me. It isn't service. No, it's a, they enjoy They it genuinely enjoy the things. Yeah, yeah. Um, they thank me for doing, like, fetishy things. Oh, just... Right? <laughs> yes. Like, yes. I get I get thanked for things where I'm like, wait, what? I'm fanning myself over here for, because you can't see us, but, yeah, like, literally, that's Because I'm, I'm literally like, this is all the stuff I wanted to do. This was my laundry list of, like, what I wanted to get off. And then I got off. How I wanted, where I wanted, uh-huh. um, and scandalous. scandalous. And this person was like, "That is exactly what I wanted. Thank you for doing that for me." And I'm like, "Yeah, for you, right? For you, yes. It had nothing to do with me." And like that experience for two people who are het, who both like PIV, which isn't necessarily that many experiences that are heterosexual. Um, I think people settle for PIV who don't necessarily love it a lot. Um, but, you know, for people who like PIV, there's a lot of people willing to provide or receive that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that are going to be like, yeah, that sexually satisfies me enough. Um, you know, womp, like, womp. Womp, womp. <laughs> um, the, That's good enough. Or with like some oral PIV. Great. Yeah. Good, good time. They're happy with 13 minutes. I want exactly 13 minutes of exactly sexual content. No more, no less. <laughs> yes. The timer starts now. <laughs> Go. Like game show style. Oh my God, that'd be so good. <laughs> A sex game show? Yeah, you get like three minutes of oral, eight minutes of sex, and then the lightning round. You're describing every heterosexual encounter I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I especially like the lightning round. <laughs> well, I've actually, I've had some conversations recently about sexual scripting. Yep. And about how like, I feel especially in like cis het circles, it's like you make out for a bit, then there's some handsy stuff with usually with like the woman's nipples, and then there's like nipples. Don't you mean chest etch a sketch? Chest etch, fuck, right? And then maybe <laughs> they get like some groping below the belt, and then maybe there's like Ooh, some handsy stuff. Handsy on thighs. Oh my god! You know what? I I still love like a fucking tease, like sitting next to someone in like the movie theater, and they just have a hand on your thigh, and I'm just like, fuck. Anyway, you're like, can you just tear my clothes off, publicly shame me, and ravage me in front of all of these people who will leave very shortly? <laughs> yeah, in the middle of John Wick three, like please. <laughs> um, just just so long as you can still see the movie. Yeah, because it's a good film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so then there's like some hand stuff and then there might be some oral um she may or may not have an orgasm from that sure. and then there's some pnv sure until he comes sure and then sex is over <laughs> it's just like very and if anal's on the womp table womp. the anal is after the piv and that's how he finishes and it's just like hot uh, and which is like that's a For fine that is a fine way to fuck there's nothing wrong with fucking that way but i like it's like sure. when i hook up with a straight dude i'm like i know exactly how this is gonna go like it's just like totally i, I know the steps I can follow the script. And when I hook up with queers, it's like all over the map. It's like, it's literally like, okay, let's talk about what we want to do. Yeah. Or it just, is like, there are no, there, I feel like there's not like the same rules. Like, it's like, Mm, let's mm. make out, let's get handsy. Let's do some oral. Let's have a snack. Let's like, (laughs) (laughs) let's, let's strap on a cock or use a bio cock or whatever. Like, let's have a snack. Let's have a snack. Sometimes you need snacks. Oh my god, totally. <laughs> sex, this is sex is just exhausting sometimes. It is, and sometimes you need snacks. So, um, you know, and and you can bounce around and go back and forth and do all kinds of things to each other. Mm-hmm. And there's no like rules about like where and how you should finish, right? Or orgasm or whatever, right? Because orgasm doesn't necessarily mean finished, right? Bitch, yeah, um, and, totally. And 
it's I just find it like I don't I it, words are hard sometimes like the predictability there's like a comfort in the predictability yeah and, but I also for the most part like not knowing exactly what's gonna happen next mm, interesting I guess for me I like having general activities pre-negotiated yeah um, and just sort of screw I mean it's okay if they can hear the cat burying his food unsuccessfully it's really <laughs> it's so cute to watch it's very cute it's just like those deals from price mart are not actually going to bury your food no but he's although try. he really did shred that toilet paper earlier <laughs> he did. i didn't realize how successfully he was shredding the toilet paper it was everywhere yeah yeah he did a good job that role is demolished yeah i just assumed since some jerk declawed this cat um before he was rescued um that he wouldn't be able to get into the toilet paper very well and no he just used his teeth yeah yeah, he mm-hmm. was good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Talking sure. about sex rather than pussies. Ha, ha, ha. And bad with dad jokes. It is It is what it is. I will just have to accept one day that I tell the worst dad jokes. You do. They're almost like grandpa jokes at that point. They're really bad. They're bad jokes. They're bad. They're bad. Um, what did I tell a dad joke about the other day? I told a dad joke about something really esoteric. <laughs> It was like an anti-oppression dad joke. Oh, God. Um, and I, I told it in the middle of like an anti-oppression cons- oppression consultation with a client. Oh, jeez. And the clients were like, wow. But I mean, you're supposed to like break up your presentations with jokes. Yeah. And I was like facilitating like this brainstorming session. We were talking about values and goals and like improvements that this organization was going to make. That cat is interested in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Anyways, I told a dad joke, and, like, yeah. one person was, like, and everyone else was, like, boo. <laughs> Whatever. Still had the effect. Yeah, I was, like, this is, this is how my sadism gets met during my day-to-day dad jokes. <laughs> anyway. Did that make you boo and hiss? I booed awesome. and hissed at the same time. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that would sound like. I don't know, but it'd be um, interesting. Right, sexual scripting. So you were talking about yeah. how when you hook up with straight dudes, you have a really good idea of how it's going to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's so interesting because being like somewhere in that socialization of having mm-hmm. sexual scripting, but also having like a lot of like queer acculturation. Yeah. Um, part of me is like, whatever, like, let's just add the pieces we want in a very anarchistic sort of yeah. way. Right. Like, let's build the sex we want to have <laughs> and see how that works and how that evolves over time. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I've really changed about that script is I've started being open about what I actually want. Yeah. Because it used to be more sex as a service and I would yeah. just do what the other person wanted. Yeah, it needs to be collaborative effort. And that can be hot. Yeah. Like, just serving someone sexually can be really, Absolutely. really hot. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ken. <laughs> yeah, Ken. Um, I will, and this is what makes me so switchy. Even when I top, sometimes it's just a service topping thing, mm. um, which can mean, and this is questionable, pretending it's not service topping, um, which oh, I which I don't do it anymore. More authentic to the. It's like before I knew what service topping was. Mm. Yeah, to make it more authentic, like donning a character that a person wants you to be. Right. Um, and that sort of like chameleon response in sex is one I hear a lot of femmes do is like becoming who their partner wants them to be. Mm. Um, and I've realized I do that a lot and I've stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. And in the first two relationships where I've been like, cool. So negotiating sex, anal is not just on the table. It is the table. <laughs> if, if anal is not part of this experience, I wish you all of the best. <laughs> I 
I hope you get laid tons and you're completely satisfied, but yeah. it will not be with me. Yeah. This yeah. is core to my sexuality. This yeah. is part of who I am sexually as a sexual being. Yeah. It is something I'm not willing to compromise on sure. anymore. And I started having the best sex of my life. Sure. How do you navigate though in like, um, in a butt sex situation? Like there are some days where it's just like, you know what? That's just, like, an area that we're not going to go to. Oh, that's fine. Okay, as long as it's, like... It's, it's not I, like you consented to this ahead of time. No, I know, but I'm, like, uh, does it have to be part of, like, every single sexual experience with that person? Or not... there are some days where it's, like, you know what? I fucking ate a bad burrito yesterday, and let's <laughs> maybe, like, leave the butt stuff alone, right? Yeah, like, or even just, like, like Or just not feeling it that day. But as long as it's generally on the table. Can, yeah, as long as it is yeah. a desire on the okay, part of the other yeah, person yeah, to yeah. some extent, or that the other person really gets off on service, and it's yeah. a form of service they want to do. Sure, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, stuff that's, quote-unquote, not on the table sometimes, for me, is typically, with a condom, pretty much always on the table. There's very little that nah. isn't on the table when it yeah. comes to butt sex. Yeah. Even though I'm not into the quote unquote grossness of it. Yeah. I've just accepted when That's it's part, part of, of the... when it's part of your core sexuality to have anal sex. Mm. Um, and you know, you don't particularly like the poop. Yeah. Well, no one, no, well, I mean, no, some, I won't say no one likes the poop. There are some probably people really some, like poop. probably some people who really like poop. Good for you. It is not my bag. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many jokes I could have made there, but yeah, I'm not and going you to. Didn't. It's good. And I didn't carry on. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like, you are a better person for nothing. Uh, right. So, um, not my bag, but um, it is. It comes with the territory. It does. It's like yeah. to some extent, you accept going into it. This is a possible outcome. Yeah. It may be a low percentage role, but it's a possible outcome. Yeah. And different people will have different colons, obviously, that yeah. respond differently. And for some people, it's like, no, it's always on the table. Mm -hmm. And for other people, it's on the table up to two times every two days. <laughs> okay. okay. And some people... Um, you know, you can do three times in a weekend in a yeah. hotel room. Yeah. Um, or, oh, weird. Well, you know, I don't know what you possibly what, are referencing. Right? I mean, I don't know why I would bring that example. Weird. Up, what, is, what a completely anonymous. So strange. Anonymous, crazy random happenstance. Wow. Um, so it just, it just depends, mm -hmm. right? And finding someone for whom it's always on the table who's like, please, this is what I need. Oh. Is like, yeah, that's, that is my reaction. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, I'm begging you, do this thing you've always wanted to do that people have shamed you for your whole life to me. Oh, and God. you're just like, oh, I think I came in my pants a little. And, and then, then you're like, oh, no, wait. No, that's not a problem for me. That's not a problem. That's not the issue right now. <laughs> that is definitely not the issue right now. It's more that, like, I need to find a way to extricate my penis from my pants. Yeah, and it's very <laughs> snug in there at the moment. It is, it is yeah. <laughs> it has stretched the fabric. I will, <laughs> I will need a moment. Yeah. Um, kind of somewhat related, kind of unrelated. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you find, and I've, I've found this a lot. I have found a lot of kinksters, a lot of people in the kink community to be like very sex phobic and very like shamey about sex. Oh, I think that's more true in the rope part of the yeah. kink community. Yeah. That it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like frowned upon if you only want to tie or play with people you want to fuck. Which is like, fuck those people. Which is fine. I hate to say it, but I fuck also, those people. I also don't mind, like, I've bought them for people or played with people who only play with people they want to fuck with the understanding that I'm not interested in fucking them. Sure. I'm like, I don't care if you want to fuck. Yeah. As long as you respect my consent. Yeah. And are going to enjoy this experience without the fuck. 
then that's fine. And um, I like holding space that this activity isn't inherently a sexual one for everyone. There's yeah. going to be a lot of people who really enjoy it asexually, and that's yeah. great. Yeah. But I don't like the idea that sex is shamed in these forms of play because it's like, and I've literally had a negotiation with someone um, to do rope. Mm. Um, and literally, we were talking about like things this person liked in rope, and we were yeah. in the negotiation. And because sex came up in the negotiation at all, yeah. which like I typically always negotiate sex or not having sex before yeah. we get into the scene yeah. so that those boundaries are really clear and if the mm -hmm. person changes their mind in scene i'm gonna let them down as like down negotiate they can de-escalate definitely so if they're like yeah. oh hey you know how we negotiated for sex i'm not feeling it cool you're absolutely allowed to yeah. do that i don't let people negotiate up though i don't let people negotiate up yeah. at all yeah if people try and up negotiate in scene cool it's clear you want sex now we'll have to talk about that later after we've played um and maybe next time yeah Right. Yeah, I know in the negotiation I said it was yes to all these things if you were and you said you were a no then. So I'm I'm currently out yeah. of my risk profile to mm -hmm. engage with you on those behaviors, even though you're consenting to whatever extent a person can consent when they may or may not be you know, impacted by things. And I play with people who like to negotiate in scene, who feel very comfortable with their yeses and nos in scene. Yeah. That's very different from a new person. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A new person. It's like, it's, it's very, you should be on your, in my opinion, you should be on your best behavior yeah. with new people. Yeah. If you want to reduce your risk of inadvertently doing non-consensual things with them. Exactly. Exactly. And just, um, like we both switch. So we both have that understanding of like, mm. sometimes you're in a bottom space oh, and definitely. you are like, I'm I'm oh. suddenly having pants feelings that I didn't have before, and then you like aren't playing with that person, and you're like, mm, nah, like I'm good. <laughs> totally <laughs> right. It's it's um, funny because for me, so much of those pants feelings come up in the form of sexual service. Mm. So rarely does that involve an erection. When I'm mm, when I'm topping, like if a person's being really vulnerable while I'm topping, and they're like, I really just want you to like sexually dominate me, I can have pants feelings over that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if a person's like, I just want to like fuck you into oblivion and like turn you into a smear on the floor, I'm like, just sit on my face and suffocate me to death. Yeah. Um, because happily. like happily, happily, right? Know, like... But my dick's not going to function yeah. in these conditions. Like oh, I'm right. just like too bottom spacey. I'm too feeling too submissive sure. for that Fair to enough. be like yeah. the way my body reacts. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. But that doesn't mean she can't strap it on. Yeah, exactly. It's going to say. <laughs> or There is always a way to find a dick somewhere. Definitely. Everyone's got holes. Everyone can find a dick. Like, you know, it's. Prosthetic it's, or otherwise. Yeah. It is still a thing. Exactly. Like You are going to feel it if it is a strap on. Yeah. Maybe a little differently. It'll be different, but yeah. But not that, not as differently as I think. I think mm. people think that they're like. I'm holding my hands far apart, like a gulf between them. And they're really probably as far apart as the butthole is to the vagina. You know, like they think they're really far apart. And then you're like, oh, when I actually try and put two fingers on the same hand, one into each, they're really close together. Mm. And if I squeeze them close together, they're like adjacent. <laughs> There's like, I can feel one from the other. That's how close they are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is what makes DP so intimate for the two guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Victor. <laughs> but yeah, the whole, like, I can't get hard with another man in the room. It's just, like, so face palmy. I'm like, yeah. you're still fucking a woman. Well, and also, it's, like, there's, it's one thing to be, like, really heterosexual and be, like, I'm not into dudes. They don't turn me on at all. Yeah. Cool. But do they turn you off? And if they turn you off, why do they turn you off? Because, like, it's Probably one thing. Probably because you're socialized to be a homophobe. Possibly, quite likely, possibly, quite likely, quite possibly. Um, whereas, and and it's not meant to be throwing shade if you're one of those humans that's just like dudes turn me off. Um, you can absolutely find that dudes 
turn you off and there will probably be a reason why. Yeah. And I think it's worth looking into the reason why. Even if it's, sure. you know, pussies turn me off. Um, sure. It might be worth looking into the reason why pussies turn you off. And maybe you know and there's a very clear delineated experience as sure. to why. And you're like, I don't want to fucking challenge that because they turn me off and maybe they should. Yeah. Cool. You're big. Yeah. Right? Like you're allowed to have those feels too. I'm just saying that for folks that are completely unaware of mm-hmm. why they're turned off by genitals and gender presentations, it might be worth looking into why. Because typically, and maybe this is just more a sense of pansexuality or bisexuality, so it mm. could just be that I'm there and I'm like literally not capable of comprehending what a truly binary experience is. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm so non-binary about shit. But like for me, it's sort of like, yeah, um, they just aren't an accelerant, like mm, to use um, – sure academic language they don't turn me on more mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. and they're and they can be distracting and when i'm thinking about something that isn't turning me on i can feel like well i'm gradually losing momentum it's sort of like if i stop touching myself as a mask as a person with um a penis yeah um i will gradually lose arousal if i'm not being sustained by like the f- arousal fuel like some kind of yeah. stimulation yeah. yeah and like dudes are typically not well I'm a bad example, okay? Because I do kind of, <laughs> I do kind of like dudes actually, but typically yeah, I'm more of a demisexual when it comes to dudes. Right. So I think for me, it's like, if a guy is like a sweetheart, I kind of want to get him off, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I have to like genuinely care about a guy in a way that like, Aww. it's true as well for women. It's just like, and and others, um, just like other genders in general. But I find non men are easier for me and it might be a socialization thing Mm -hmm. um but they come more easily to me if that makes sense i come more easily with them yeah um whereas with guys i feel like i need to be really focused on how much i care about them as a person right so yeah so tldr i'm a terrible example for what a heterosexual person that doesn't find masks to be an accelerant would be because you're not a heterosexual person (laughs) um whereas i do know dudes for whom that is true Mm -hmm. for whom they really wouldn't ever sleep with a dude but if like a whole bunch of dicks are out they're like cool show me the pussy you know yeah like like, like, where's the pussy in the sea of dongs like yes they will they will um swim through the sausage party yeah exactly um, to find the bun in which to insert their wiener. Oh, Victor. And squirt all of their topping. Stop. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> it's, time to, it's time to be done. Stop digging. Time, time, time to stop. Oh, goodness. Yeah. 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 Anyway. That food metaphor went way too far. Yeah, like, I compare sex to food a lot. I compare consent to food a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, like you don't can... Don't shove the hot dog down my throat, unless I've told you I want you to shove the hot dog down my throat. <laughs> Not necessarily. Uh, it's more like... Um, you can be like, what kind of restaurant do you want to go to? Do you want to sit down for a 10-course meal or do you want some fast food? You can have food that's really good for you and food that's really not good for or you. Or you can just, like, call up that friend uh, and go have a greasy go have McDonald's burger. And be like, this is terrible, but it's so good. Have it smeared all over your face, yeah, exactly. all that grease and stuff yeah. down your throat, mm-hmm. and you'll swallow it all and be like, this was magnificent. It's funny how you, like, I, I don't know if this is too personal. Sure, go for but, it. But, like, you talk a lot about, like graphic like oral things when you actually don't particularly enjoy receiving oral I sex. enjoy giving oral a lot. I don't yeah. enjoy receiving yeah. oral a yeah. lot. Yeah, but that's, I just found it, like, I was like, hmm, that's like an odd connection you're talking about. Um, well, because yeah. I know other people enjoy it a lot, yeah. so it really hits the service buttons for me. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I like serving people sexually, so it really hits the service buttons for yeah. me, and then in addition, I like giving oral because people like it so much, yeah. and I like pleasing people. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, and and that was just like a fun like connection that I made. I was like, you talk a lot about like shoving things down people's throats for someone who doesn't like shoving your thing down people's throats. I throat. think I'm probably <laughs> thinking about it in reverse. I'm probably thinking about it as being shoved down my throat. Yeah. Whether oh, it's a strap enough. on or otherwise. Yeah. 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 Yeah, fucking a face is a nice, it's a nice time. Whereas I feel like I am the face that typically would get fucked. Yeah. Which is really weird when I'm with AFAB people because mm. they're a lot of the time socialized to be fucked in the face. Oh, I I love fucking a dude or AMAB socialized male person in the face. It's uh-huh. it's a good time. I feel like a lot of... Standing offer. Standing <laughs> offer. I feel, uh, what I was going to say, <laughs> um, is I feel like a lot of... Um, People who or use, sitting offer like whatever. I, suits I you. appreciate all of it. Sorry, Thank go you. on. Um, <laughs> who usually do the penetrating? Sure. Who are born with cocks? Who usually do the penetrating? Mm-hmm. Should experience what it's like to be penetrated. Definitely. And and there's so much fear around it, whether it be orally or anally. Yeah. Um, and I'm and and like they feel demasculated and like all this stuff, and yeah. I'm like, why are you making those? associations and why are these bringing up like negative feelings for you especially if you're still getting fucked by someone you're sexually attracted or, to yeah sure yeah. someone you're being sexually attracted um to. like like oh yeah maybe... that in- internalized homophobia yeah, and like all so of those much. fears around like masculinity being tied yeah. to heterosexuality and it's yeah. really hetero focused centered and mm-hmm. like and heterosexuality homophobic. being defined as men penetrates women Right. When it, you're still hetero to have like a woman strap a, it on and yeah, and fuck, fuck you in, in the face, face or yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> yeah so I feel like I feel like people who haven't been penetrated, especially people who are interested in anal, because like that is not like porn people. Like let's like take some I mean, time and some warm up and whatever. It, for the it most depends part, on the person. For the most part. For the most part. For the most for the part. part. Especially and like do new, use lube. Yeah. Especially if you're new. Newer people to anal. You got to find the lube that works too, yeah. because like the thickness of the lube matters. Yeah, fuck water is best. Is I it really? Love, you I like love, fuck water? I love fuck water. Great. But um, it's interesting because the same kinds of lube that are not especially good for vaginal might mm. be good for anal mm. because pH wise, like the oh, sure, yeah. the vaginal environment, mm. um, it's like uh, about a hundred between between a hundred and a thousand times more acidic than the anus. Well, and then the rectum. Oh. Yeah. If I'm comparing anus to anything, it should be vulva. But yeah, the environment inside your rectum versus inside your uh, vagina, yeah. if you have one. Yeah. They're very different pH-wise. And then in addition to that, like the skin and what it's like designed for, not that it's designed for anything, but what it sort of has evolved to be capable of is just different. Yeah, absolutely. And the musculature and all kinds of things. Absolutely, exactly. So, yeah, it's just... uh, You just have to work with what you have. Yeah. And with what the person, what experience the person wants to have in the framework of this is a but, it is different than other holes. Exactly, exactly. Um, And yeah, again, if people are new, like... Don't treat it like a like a porn star butt. Cause, yeah. Because take your time. Take the last time. thing you want is to go too quick and have them develop fear and or anxiety experience. or like yeah. an attachment of pain to anal sex. Because guess what? It's gonna ruin all the anal sex you have with that yeah. person moving forward and possibly yeah. ruin anal sex for that person for forever. a long time. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't say forever, but, but for the number of people that I have come into contact with who are like, butt sex is terrible. I never want to have it. And I'm like, oh, it's literally the only thing I have really, other than all the service <laughs> sex. So like, I will do. PAV as a form of service sex, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But it's not for me. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. It so is. it's not that I'm like upset about PIV. I'm like, no, no, we'll do all the PIV you want. It's just not for me. Yeah. So when we're doing it, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm, I'm not going to look at the clock, but if you're not <laughs> you're enjoying it. You're doing the grocery it, list in your head and like... <laughs> 
So my, I guess my point is, don't be waiting for me while I'm waiting for you. Because yeah. I find a lot of um, oh, cis fun. femmes yeah. will be socialized like, this is what men are quote unquote supposed to want. And you must be a man because you look like, you know, you're mask presenting most of the time. Yeah. Or that like, you have, you were born male, therefore, even if you have lipstick and nail polish on, you must be a man. Yeah. Um, which is like, not inherently false, but there, because there's an element of manness in like, mm-hmm. um... In, in gender, anyways, um, in the gender that I specifically inhabit, inhabit, present, perform, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Whatever. whatever it is, whatever it is. We are getting close to time, though. Yeah. I've noticed that yeah. you have to probably go soon. Yeah, so. I know. And we just like didn't even talk about any of those That is okay. Is that fun. is totally I, like, okay. I really talk enjoyed. talk about butt sex and getting penetrated. Absolutely. Why not talk um, about sexual scripting and butt sex? What yeah. else did we talk about? Oh. Uh, relationships and what, how we define relationships and, mm. um, you know, friends with benefits and being truly friends with your friends with benefits treat them like people not mm-hmm. like sex depositories Weird. yeah like they're not need fulfillment machines they're people yeah, yeah. but like that doesn't mean you can't have a needs fulfillment relationship you Absolutely. just need to like treat them like human beings with yeah. feelings and respect yeah. that we want um uh this person who i talked about previously who like mm-hmm. we've been seeing pretty regularly for a couple of years um like we hadn't hooked up in a while and it was like we were all like anticipatory and it's all great and then they got some like absolutely awful news like five minutes before i showed up at their door so it was like okay it's like all things i was like okay i'm a friend right now like like so we yeah. went we went for dinner we chatted a bit we like walked, hung out and watched a movie and then like several hours later we fucked but it was like definitely like is this on the table now or not and it was like, like let's take some time but to it's cope. not like i was like well fuck this i'm going home you know what i mean it's like right. no like be there for that person and be um, and I just made it very clear to him. I was like, I was like, I don't care if we like fuck tonight. Obviously, I'm down if you want to, but like, this is a hundred percent up to you right now. Like, I don't mm-hmm. don't feel like you need to do anything because I'm here mm-hmm. because I've showed up. So, anyway, the moist towelette is there. If you would like to use it and rub your face all over it, you may. Never refer to a cunt as a moist towelette, like literally <laughs> ever again. Like, I mean, I was thinking more the panties on the cunt, but fair enough. Okay, sure. <laughs> You like never refer to it as a moist towel. Like, I'm like, what? It gets wet. You stuff your face into it. Uh, oh, oh, Victor. Oh, these man. are the kinds of things I say. I know, I know. This is why you have a good podcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> anyway. Well, now that we are done talking about moist towelettes, thank you so much for joining us on Intimate Interactions. <laughs> it's been lovely being here talking about moist towelettes. So, how was it, intimates? Did you love something you heard, or maybe you're upset by something I said? Leave your comments on facebook.com slash intimate interactions, or you can go to patreon.com slash Victor Salmon, where you can find our Discord server. All of these communities are available on intimatepodcast.com, and I genuinely look forward to speaking with you soon. If you liked it, please consider helping us pay for show costs over at Patreon for as little as $1 per month. It's incredibly helpful. It's just a dollar a month. If you can afford it, we would hugely appreciate having your support. And hey, if that doesn't work for you, I completely understand. You can also help out by going to leave a review on iTunes or other favorite social media platform. Social proof like that helps so much with visibility and audience building. It helps other intimacy and relationship nerds find us. And if any of that just sounds like too much work, you can always do something really simple and it still goes a long way. Something like just tapping share and sending an episode that you liked, maybe a favorite, to a friend or partner, or maybe you can send them something you think they might really like. That's probably more considerate. (laughs) Thanks so much for your time and for your help in keeping us making more of Intimate Interactions.
Oh yeah, I almost forgot. The intro music was Driving in the Rain by Timecrawler, and this outro music is Acoustic Blues by Jason Shaw.